0: I'm glad you joined me today for another study in God's Word. We're studying in 1 John chapter 3 and we're looking at verses 6 and 9 where John helps us to understand the character of a Christian. That a Christian is a person, though he sometimes fails and sometimes sins, he doesn't live habitually in sin. He doesn't continue daily to just let sin dominate his life, control his life, and have everything. I want you to see that what John is saying Is when we receive God's nature, and that's God's seed, he calls it, something very radical has happened to us. There's a deep inward transformation which changes us from the inside out. Because of that change, this process can never be reversed. God's seed or God's spirit will always be there for us. What are the lessons we can learn from these verses? What do they teach us? I think God uses many things to continue to bring us to dependence upon him. And what I mean by that is this. Since we have God's nature and he wants to give us victory over sin, even though we may fail at times, he will not allow us to habitually sin because he will continually push, push against those circumstances and pressures and trials that, that want to push us towards sin. I think this is the explanation for many of the pressures and trials we go through. Certainly not all of them, but we get into a circumstance where we don't know what to do. We've exhausted every possible avenue of escape. There's only one place to go, to God and to Christ. When in this kind of quiet desperation, we turn to him and say, Lord, I've had it. I don't know what else to do but trust you. That's when he says, that's exactly the point I was hoping you would see. That's what I've been trying to get you to do all along, to trust me, to depend on me, to let me work through you. In that moment, God Will enable us to overcome whatever it is that's battling against us. A good illustration of that is Peter when he walked on the water and went out to meet Jesus. Do you remember on the Sea of Galilee, Jesus was walking on the water and Peter asked if he could walk to him and Jesus said yes. And when he kept his eyes on Jesus, he stepped out of the boat and he began to walk toward Jesus. But then when he began to look at the wind and the waves, he began to lose that walk and he began to sink. And it was a choir of desperation when he said, Lord, save me. In other words, if you don't save me, I'm going I'm to just drown here. There was nowhere else to go. He was desperate. What he said was one of the shortest prayers in the Bible, but one of the most important. Over and over again, we just need to say, Lord, help me. Lord, get me out of this. Lord, see me through. Lord, protect me. Lord, provide for me. You see, the Lord reached out his hand and lifted Peter. And the two of them got back in the boat or he got back in the boat. That's what the Christian life is all about. The Lord will put you in places where you have to say, Lord, save me. He does this continually, and he will do it so that you and I may come to the place where more and more we can have victory in him. I think there's another great lesson from these verses, and I think God wants to teach us out of these verses that the real Christian, the genuine Christian, the one who really knows Christ, will, will not persistently, continually live a life of sin, this is the proof that we have new life in Christ. If you're claiming to be a believer and you're not turning from sin and you're not seeking to overcome anything in your life that's there, then, then I think it's, it's, it's a situation that helps you, to, helps you to understand where you are. If you are a true believer, as you grow in Christ, God will continually point out things in your life that need to come out. For example, I've seen over the years, I would get to the point where I think, Lord, I'm doing pretty good. I've dealt with this, I've dealt with that, you've forgiven me and you've given me the power to overcome it. And then all of a sudden God says, well, what about that? And what about that? And what about that? And I hadn't seen it before. I hadn't thought about it before. And God begins to, he doesn't pour the whole load on us at one time. If he did, we'd probably give up. But he continually works in our lives to make us what he wants us to be and to make us into the child of God that he wants us to be. So that's what God is trying to say. It's my prayer that in these verses that we will see that that we can have the excitement of a person who's living in victory and that we can remember that though we sometimes fail, we can immediately confess our sins and he will cleanse us of our sins and take away all unrighteousness and make us into a new person in Christ. So keep that in mind as you seek to grow in Christ and let him be the Lord of your life. And let's go on and let me read uh, some verses in verse John chapter 3 which actually include the two that I that we just talked about are one of them dear children verse 7 do not let anyone lead you astray the one who does what is right is righteous just as he is righteous the one who does what is sinful is of the devil because the devil has been sinning from the beginning the reason the son of god appeared was to destroy the devil's works no one who is born of god will continue to sin because god's seed remains in him they cannot go on sinning because they have been born of God. This is how we know who the children of God are and who the children of the devil are. Anyone who does not do what is right is not God's child, nor is anyone who does not love their brother or sister. So really, we could, we could actually call this these verses uh, by, by the question, whose side are you on? And this, this, this uh, particular section tells us that we can look for ourselves and determine which side we're on, either on Christ's side or the devil's side. Now, most people would not, don't want to think about themselves being on the devil's side. Most people don't think there are just two classes of people, those who are Christ's people and those who are the devil's people. I know many people who would like to think there are three classes of people, those who are children of God and those who are children of the devil and a vast group in between who are morally neutral, neither devilish nor divine. And if pressed on it, those, most people would say, well, that's me. I'm in the middle somewhere. But God said that's not true. In fact, John draws the line very clearly in these verses. All through his book, he says that truth is truth and error is error. There are no gray shades of truth. So it is in the matter of mankind. The Bible is clear. It teaches that we either belong to the Lord, we're his child by trusting him as our Lord and Savior, or we're not. And if we're not, we're a child of the devil. In fact, you trace. This Bible emphasis from the beginning of Scripture to the very end. You see it in Moses and the people of Israel. For Moses called the people to make up their minds whose side they were on. He drew a line in the sand and said, who is on the Lord's side? Let him come unto me. You have to make a choice. You have to decide. Elijah expressed it years later when on Mount Carmel he said to the people, how long will you limp along? between two opinions. If the Lord be God, then follow him. If Baal be God, follow him. Make a choice. You see, there are only two choices. We're either gods or we're not. And he that is not for me, Jesus said, is against me. I don't know of anywhere that's more clearly brought out than in these verses in the third chapter of John. I know there's some people who'd like to say, well, I just think there's only one class and everybody by virtue of their natural birth is a child of God. Well, that's not true either. The Bible never teaches that. We are creations of God. All, human, all mankind is the creation of God, but we're not children of God. And the children of God are those who choose to be children. As many as received Christ, to them he gave the right and the power to become children of God. We read right in John chapter 1. God bless you. I hope you have a great day.